Hello and welcome to the Redemption Fantasy Football Podcast, where today I'll be talking about everything regarding week number 12, uh, all the Thanksgiving recap, I'll go matchup for matchup, discussing the starts and sits, some of the risky players, some of the safest options for this week, so let's start. Okay, so the first Thanksgiving game was the Lions facing the Chicago Bears and a tight game that the Bears were able to win, uh, 16 to 14. Um, some bad news for DeAndre Swift who left the game in the second quarter with a shoulder injury. Um, doesn't seem to be that bad as he stayed uh, the rest of the game in the sideline. Uh, but still, we we gotta see some news. We gotta we gotta keep in touch with uh, the Andrew Swift situation. Because if he misses some time, even if he misses a couple of weeks, uh, Jamal Williams is a must add. Jamal Williams basically is going to take the Andrew Swift's role, because uh, he's he's a good pass catcher. You know, uh, I don't think he's as talented as Swift right now, because Swift is younger. Uh, but Jamal Williams is a great running back, and of course he has no competition in this uh, backfield. So basically, Jamal Williams will have the Andrew Swift role. That's that's for sure. So if he misses some time, you gotta grab Jamal Williams. Um, probably dropped in most leagues. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Jamal Williams, you gotta keep an eye on on. Gender Swift situation. Um, speaking about uh, no, there was no really relevant uh, Lions wide receiver. Just Reynolds had three receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Same Brown, four receptions, 25, 23 yards. Uh, Raymond, uh, three receptions, 16 yards. I mean, uh, there's no one you can trust. Uh, uh, I don't think anyone uh, will start a Lions wide receiver, and I don't. I don't uh, think you can rely on any of these guys. I mean, Josh Reynolds had a great first game, but I mean, this could have been uh same Browns game, and I mean, honestly, there's so much uncertainty in this these groups of in this group of wide receivers, so. Uh, there's anyone you can trust. You you cannot trust any of these guys. Uh, Hawkinson didn't have a good day in terms of receptions. He had a touchdown, which kind of saved uh, his day because uh, three receptions for 35 yards, it's nothing really special. Uh, he wasn't really targeted. Uh I still rank him pretty high. I think Hawkinson uh, still has a lot of value. He's top five tight end for me rest of season. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that touchdown saved him, but that's kind of what you expect from a tight end. Uh, tight ends are not going to get a lot of volume always. So yeah, um, you got to expect some touchdowns to to be reliable. So yeah, Hawkinson decent twelve, 
uh, he had 12 PPR points, which uh, isn't great, but uh, it's it's a, the hardest position to to predict in, in terms of fantasy football, the tight end. So, I mean, Hawkinson wasn't bad. Uh, Jamal Williams, I, uh, I talked about him. Uh, it's a must add if DeAndre Swift misses time. He had 15 carries for uh, 65 yards and had uh, five receptions for uh, 18 yards. I mean, nothing special, but again, uh, he had, he got into the DeAndre Swift's role, so that's very valuable. He's going to get a ton of receptions. Of course, he's going to get the goal line carries and all the carries, basically. So, yeah, Jamal Williams... It's a must add uh, if you see it misses time, that's for sure. Talking about the Bears, uh, Andy Dalton had uh, 317 yards, touchdown, and interception. Uh, wasn't great. Dalton isn't looking great, but it's looking way, way better than Justin Fields. This offense is looking so much balanced and so much. Uh, Effective with Andy Dalton. Uh, David Montgomery had a pretty disappointing game. Had 17 carries for just uh, 46 yards. Had uh, three receptions for 28 yards. Um, I mean, he, the volume, sir. I mean, I, I wouldn't be that concerned about Montgomery. He just had a bad game. But the opportunities there, he's getting the carries, he's getting targets. So honestly, I I mean, it's a bad performance, but I, I don't think uh, that it changes my perspective about Montgomery. He still uh, is a league winner. Uh, he didn't have a touchdown. I mean, with touchdown, it would have been a very decent performance. So again... Uh, I trust Montgomery more than many running backs. Uh, I understand if you're concerned because, I mean, it's been two games where Montgomery hasn't been really special. He he had, I think, nine and now ten fantasy points in PPR. So, yeah, um, honestly, I I will take uh, that point, but I, I, think, I still think that uh, Montgomery has a lot of value and that you can trust him, the opportunities there, he's getting carries, he's getting targets. So, I mean, if he's getting touchdowns, this guy is going to be uh, incredible, you know. Uh, speaking about uh, Darnell Mooney, who had an amazing game last weekend against the Baltimore Ravens, he had another pretty good game. He had 17 PPR points. Five receptions and 123 yards. He had eight targets, which isn't amazing, but it's pretty decent. And Darnell Mooney, I, I think this guy, I always said about this guy that I think he has a huge talent. And of course, in fantasy, you're looking for many things besides talent, of course. You gotta look for opportunity for... Uh, how the offense is designed and how this player uh, is 
how the abilities of this player enter in this offense and how the offense uh, around creates the opportunity for these players, how the situation, how the, uh, I mean, many factors, uh, not just talent. I mean, talent isn't the, the only thing that you have to take in count in fantasy. But I, I always say about Mooney that, um, that his talent is, 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 isn't going to be, sorry, it was going to be uh, valued at some point. And now we're seeing uh, he had, he, he's not a volume guy. He doesn't need that many volume to produce. And we've seen that this season. And well, last game he had 16 targets. So, I mean, he's getting much more volume without Robinson, of course. Uh, but still, without Robinson, Darnell Mooney uh, has, was clearly the, the number one wide receiver here. He was by far the, the most targeted player in this offense. So, I mean, I still think, I mean, with this opportunity without Robinson and with the fact that I said that this guy has special talent, for me, he's amazing. And this offense is starting to, to notice that and to uh, design more, play, more plays for Mooney. Uh, so with that talent, with now the opportunity in an offense that is regarding more into him, I think he has a lot of value rest of season. Uh, Darna Mooney uh, starting to be a must start. Honestly, he's, he was in the flex category now, uh, with these two games, he's must start wide receiver too. Honestly, he he is just going to produce, uh, with the talent and now the opportunity. I don't see why Mooney will stop producing. Uh, now uh, another player I'd like to talk about, Cole Komet. He had eight receptions, ten targets, and sixty five receiving yards. A pretty decent game for tight end. Having 10 targets is uh, pretty valuable. Um, honestly, um, with Andy Dalton, Kokomet starts to be into... If you, I mean, if you need a tight end, he is, he is probably a great option. Uh, I wouldn't stream a lot for him. I, I wouldn't uh, give out a lot for him. I still think we gotta see more about Kolkmet and how is he involved in this offense. But of course, this performance uh, has to be considered and has to we have to put an eye on him. Again, I, I still think we gotta see more, and to see how valuable he is and if he can be. A good tight end, a reliable tight end, rest of season. But I mean, if next week you. You're gonna need someone call command. He can probably be reliable. Uh, I I I can I I and I love the the ten targets. Um, I think he was targeted in the end zone, and I like this guy. Uh, so, I'm again. We gotta see more, and we gotta be a bit patient and see how. If he can, uh, for two games, be a 
big part of this offense like he was last game. Uh, if he is, then he's definitely a must start if you are struggling the, in the in the tight end position. I mean, if you don't have a top uh, six or seven guy, he he probably is a must start. So we got to see about him. Uh, anyway, let's go to the... Uh, to the next Thursday game, which was the Cowboys facing the Raiders. Surprisingly, the Raiders won the match in Dallas. Uh, 33-36, which, sorry, it was a great, great game. Uh, uh, both teams played um, some great football in the offense. Uh, Dak Prescott had 375 yards, a couple of touchdowns, uh, while um, Derek Carr had uh, 373 yards and a touchdown. And, well, it was a surprising result. The, the Raiders' offense, even though they lost uh, uh, Darren Waller, because he was he was injured in the, I think it was the first quarter, he left no I th- I th- no I think the second quarter, yeah a Waller some bad news, uh, I think is the same he has the same situation as Swift, he left the game he stayed in the sideline, doesn't seem to be that bad but it is likely that he might miss, uh some time. Probably a couple of weeks. Uh, some really bad news for Waller's owner because probably it was your only tight end you had in your team. So now you get a stream for someone. Uh, later, I'll be talking about some options you can you can take. We talk about Colcomet. He's uh, probably one of the best ones. Uh, but anyway, Waller left uh, the game having five targets. Uh, in two receptions, 33 yards, he was the most targeted player in the Raiders during that time. And then we have Hunter Renfro, who had a pretty great game, had eight receptions for 134 yards, not touchdowns. Uh, while Deshaun Jackson had a three receptions, 102 yards and one touchdown, Deshaun Jackson uh, becoming what we expected, he is basically the Henry Ruggs of this offense, and was a great ad by the Raiders. They, when they lost Rugg, they instantly went for this guy, and he's been pretty effective. He's getting into that role, and that's something really, really important for for the Raiders, because they are able to stretch the defenses with these kind of players. So Deshaun Jackson, uh. I mean, I, I'm not uh, going to to uh, say he's not or anything. Just uh, I'm excited about this, this offense. Not with Deshaun Jackson. You should not him because he's a boomer bust. He's totally a big play dependent. That's it. So you shouldn't add him. Just mentioning that I like how he's uh, incorporated to, to the offense and how uh, the Raiders offense is looking much much better with him because again he's able to stretch defenses not only able to make this plays 
but to stretch defenses and give some space for Renfro and okay Waller who wasn't in the game well most of the game but again it's a valuable piece uh, then we have Josh Jacobs who had 22 carries uh, 87 yards a touchdown he had a couple of receptions for 25 yards so basically he had a pretty decent game uh, Josh Jacobs for me it's uh, one of the safest options uh, right now because he's gonna get he's really involved in this offense even though Kenyon Drake is there, uh, I think Jacobs is getting more involved in the receiving game. Of course, he's the uh, goal line back, and he always has a safe floor because he's a big part of this offense. And I don't expect him to have huge, huge games, but he's in the like 14 to 18 point category. Uh, you shouldn't really expect him to go higher. I mean, there will be some games probably where he goes higher. There will be some games where he probably go lower. But again, he, he has a pretty safe floor. Uh, so Josh Jacobs, uh, solid running back too, rest of season. Um, then we have the Cowboys, who, well, I talk about Dak Prescott. He had a pretty good game, 25 points. And, well, speaking about the running backs, in okay, Tony Pollard, 10 carries, uh, 36 yards. He had a touchdown, but it was a kick return, so this shouldn't count in most fantasy football leagues. There might be a few ones that have, like in the settings, all these, uh, the, there are some leagues that have the, like all the returning uh, yardage and touchdowns they count for players but in most most leagues uh, uh this this stuff just counts for the defense and special teams so i mean if you have the the Dallas Cowboys defense and special teams you should have gotten a touchdown and while he and well speaking about Ezekiel Elliott now he had nine carries for 25 yards and a touchdown Seek was more involved in the receiving game. He had uh, six receptions and 24 yards. He had eight targets. While Pollard had four receptions and 32 yards. Uh, I mean, this, this uh, backfield really seems to be like a double-headed monster. Um, both being very important parts of this, of this offense. And... Seek honestly, I'm not, I'm not really excited about him. Um, I think the best of Seek we've seen this season is gone, and now he's he's going. He'll still share the backfield with with Pollard, and that sucks if you're. If you're a Seek owner, but I don't see that changing. Tony Pollard is looking great. Uh, so Seek, uh, he's still, uh, I'm I'm not sure he's a. Uh, he's still a top 10 uh, running back rest of season he still has he still has value because well he is still part of the offense I mean 8 targets is something to consider you know I mean uh, we gotta consider also that uh, no Mari Cooper no CD Lamb in this game so of course uh, Dak Prescott's going to target the running backs much more uh, 
so yeah i mean this is a shared backfield which sucks if you're a seek owner if you're a polar owner uh you should definitely still consider him a flex option i mean he doesn't seem to be i mean he he seems to be uh, again a big part of the offense in the receiving game in the special teams even though it doesn't count but still uh he had one carry more than Zeke Elliott so in a flex category you can definitely consider Pollard every single week I don't expect him to go huge he's just a flex with kind of solid floor because he's involved but you shouldn't expect more than that he's a flex probably the definition of flex is Tony Pollard you know uh that's it uh not a running back too by any mean he's not he's not gonna be going to be a running back too at least this season uh so yeah uh a shared backfield stick loses value uh pollard i think keeps his flex value um now speaking of michael gallup he had a kind of disappointing game, sort of, because he had five receptions, 106 yards, which isn't bad. But considering there wasn't Amari and C.D. Lamb in the game, I was expecting Gallup to go a bit higher. But it wasn't a bad performance. Cedric Wilson had two receptions more, had seven for 104 yards, while Dalton Schultz, which was a probably top five maybe i'm not sure if top five but uh going uh close into the top five tight ends this this week he had three receptions 46 yards but he had a touchdown so uh same situation as hawkinson he basically saved his day with a touchdown which uh in many cases with tight ends that happens and okay, I think that's basically it about the Raiders and the Cowboys. Congrats to the Raiders. They had a great game. Um, and then we have the last uh, Thanksgiving game, which uh, was the Bills receiving, sorry, the Saints receiving the Buffalo Bills. Uh, speaking about the Saints, first of all, um, we got... Tony Jones, Mark Ingram couldn't make it. So Tony Jones was basically the the running back. Ty Montgomery had a, a, some carries, but uh, Tony Jones was uh, the main running back. He had 16 carries, 27 yards. He had no receptions. And, well, I said this before, before the game, and it's... Um, that okay the, the opportunity is going to be there but you shouldn't expect him to go crazy i mean for me uh tony jones was wasn't a start for this for this matchup tony jones wasn't not even a desperate start i mean I, I think there are many more there were many more options and i mean if you would have to let someone from your team with which has like rest of season value you shouldn't take a shot on this guy 
he still got uh, 16 carries, but I mean, he we, we weren't sure if this is a really talented running back. We we had no certainty. I mean, this is a, sort of like what's happening with the Titans uh, backfield. Uh, like there's no one really talented there. Uh, so you couldn't expect no one to have real value. So I think this is a similar case. Uh, if the if this guy, even though he's going to have carries, um, the talent is not there. So and this is an an offense that had to throw the ball many times, of course, because while playing against the Bills, uh, unless your name is Jonathan Taylor and you heard the Colts, uh, you're probably going to have to throw more than usual. Uh, so yeah, uh, Tony Jones. Uh, if he even if Mark Ingram and, and Kamara are out next uh next week, which I doubt, uh still he he shouldn't be started in any any backfield. Um going into reception receiver, sorry, uh no one really had not even a decent game. Um the best receiver was Ty Montgomery who had 5 for 31 yards. And basically that. Second one is Trequan Smith with 4 and 35. 31, sorry. Um, that's it. Uh, Nick Bannett was uh, the one who scored the touchdown. Tight end. Uh, so, yeah, no. I, I don't see no one you can trust. No wide receiver in, in, in the Saints. You have to stay away from all of them. Even Marquez Callaway, of course. Um, no, 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 no one you can trust. Uh, so let's go with the Bills. Uh, nothing more to say about the, uh, about the New Orleans Saints. They faced a team that it's way more superior. So, uh, nothing more to say. I mean, that was basically it. Uh, so going with the Bills, uh, Josh Allen had. 260 yards, he had four touchdowns, but two interceptions. Um, he had eight carries for 43 yards. Uh, so a good game by Josh Allen, even though he had uh, the two interceptions. Um, then speaking about the running backs, Matt Breida, surprisingly, Matt Breida is being a pretty interesting factor these past weeks. He had nine carries uh, for 26 yards, but he had two receptions for 29 yards and one receiving touchdown. And honestly, I don't know what to think about Matt Breida. Um, honestly, I don't know what to think about the Bills backfield. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how is this going to be the rest of season. I would try to stay away about probably everyone. Uh, yeah, Zach Moss, he's probably a drop now. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see why. I mean, it's too much risk. Uh, it's too much risk. No running back has that safe floor. Uh, this offense spreads a lot of the ball, so no one is really going to have uh, safe floor in receptions as well. So yeah, I would stay away from 
from all the Bills running back, same as last season, uh, as well as with the factor that Josh Allen takes many goal and carries. So a uh, very low touchdown upside for these running backs. And honestly, you don't know what's going to happen. You know how are they going to be used. Uh, so I would stay away from uh, Singletary, uh, from Moss and Brita. Some people might say Brita is a waiver wire ad. For me, it's not. I mean, you can add him, but at your own risk, uh, he's going to be a very, very risky start every single week. So, anyway, let's go with the wide receivers. Stefan Diggs, seven receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Now, we, now we're seeing the Stefan Diggs we thought we were going to be. We're going to see, sorry. Uh, finally, he's, he's averaging uh, great uh, points per match. Finally being uh, the, the most targeted player, and not, not just that, but finally finding the end zone, which was something that wasn't really happening at the beginning of the season. Emmanuel Sanders was taking a lot, a, a lot from him. And, well, now uh, Stefan Diggs, he's a top five, and probably top three wide receiver rest of season. I, I expect him to continue this way. I hope so. And... So yeah, that's basically Diggs. Uh, then Cole Beasley had five receptions, forty six yards. Um, Sanders had three receptions, twenty yards. Both of these guys, uh, pretty risky starts. Rest of season, this team spreads a lot of the ball, and unless you're Stefan Diggs, you you won't be able to to have safe floor, you know. And then we have the last Bills player I'll be talking about, which is Dawson Knox, um, who had three receptions, 32 yards, and two touchdowns. He's, um, he's of course, a great uh, red zone target. He's been uh, absolutely great in that department this, this season. And even though he didn't got a lot of volume, uh, you, you don't really can be sure when a tight end is is getting a lot you uh, normally don't expect him to have a huge amount of targets all the games uh, so yeah last week he had 10 targets you know uh, this time he had a better week with uh, a few receptions and targets but I mean that's that's about it with tight ends uh, they are uh, most of them touchdown dependent so Dawson Knox he is a top 10 option he uh, well, he's gonna he's, if he continues this way, he's gonna be ranked higher. So Dawson Knox, I'm excited about him rest of season. And well, the next match we got is the Bengals receiving the Pittsburgh Steelers. A game where I'm not sure if I'm expecting a lot of points. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense hasn't been uh, great this year. They've been um, I mean, not solid at all. Um, Joe Mixon, uh, I expect him to have a good game again. Probably not as good as it was his last one. Uh, but he's a must start, of course. Um, Joe Burrow, um, I mean, 
he's not uh, a top 10 quarterback for me this week, but uh, he's probably top 12. Uh, so Burrow, uh, I mean, I don't see him going huge this game, but I think he'll have a decent game. Uh, coming into the wide receiver department last weekend, uh, Tyler Boyd was the most productive one. And I'm not sure what to expect this week. Uh, I, I'm expecting Jamar Chase to have sort of, sort of a similar game to the one he had against the Raiders, which is wasn't great. He had 13 PPR points. Uh, I expect him to go in that direction uh, in the 12 to maybe 17 fantasy points. I'm not sure. Maybe a deep play can completely change that, but uh, I don't see him going high. Tyler Boyd, for me, it's a sit, unless you, uh, you really don't have options, but he's uh, top 40. Uh, wide receiver this weekend. I'm not really sure if he's top 40 or top 50. Uh, so yeah, Tyler Boyd, the total seat. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, I, I think he could be a flex player uh, considering the bye weeks, he, you probably must uh, start him. But I'm not really excited about him. We gotta see. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically about it uh, with the Bengals. Let's go with the Steelers. Uh, when we got Ben Roethlisberger, uh, he's rostered in like 15% of leagues. So probably uh, most of you don't have him, don't know him. Because, well, of course he's a seed. He's been a seed for me all season. Uh, it's just this guy is... I mean, it sounds bad, but he's washed. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is washed. Uh, sucks to say it, but he's washed and he shouldn't be started in any any leagues. And then we got Najee Harris. I I think he's one of the safest players you can play. Uh, probably top top five, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a top five star this week. Uh, Najee Harris... Uh, he is great in the receiving game. He's getting a lot of targets. He's been getting a lot of carries recently. So, yeah, Najee Harris, uh, top five for me. Then we have with the wide receivers, um, Chase, Claypool, Chase Claypool, sorry, is a risky start uh, with the Juju Smith-Schuster injury. I don't know why, but I expected Claypool to go huge. But... It hasn't been there, I don't know why. Uh, the production hasn't been there, the targets hasn't been there. So, yeah, I'm not sure about Claypool. Uh, he's, again, probably a top 30, 40 uh, rest of season play, uh, sorry, player this weekend. And Deontay Johnson, from the other side, I think he's a start. He's top 15, probably, uh, kind of getting into top wide receiver conversation, top 10 wide receiver conversation, sorry. Um, yeah, he had a huge game last uh, last week, and he's just been getting targets and targets and targets. Uh, not a lot of yardage, uh, not a lot of touchdowns, but the volume is going to be there. And in fantasy, that's 
what you gotta go most of times, which is the volume and the Andrew Johnson has it, just has it. Uh, last uh, Steelers player is Pat Frymer. Um, I'm not sure about this guy. Uh, he's been amazing. Uh, since Eric Kibbern's injury, Eric Singer, uh, sorry, Eric Kibbern was back last week, and well, Frymer still scored a touchdown and he was productive. Again, with the tight end, you don't really expect a lot of targets. You have to trust the touchdown is going to be there. Uh, Freimut, probably top 15 tight end, uh, probably top 12, but with a lot of risk uh, with tight ends. There's always a lot of risk, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure about Freimut. Uh, he's being more and more involved. That's great, but I don't know. I don't know if he's going to have a huge game. If he has a touchdown, he can probably save the day. But I don't see him going huge this week. Uh, next matchup. Uh, the Dolphins against the Panthers. Uh, the Dolphins defense, who has improved uh, pretty um, impressively. You know, uh, the... The defense that looked horrible at the beginning of the season has had a couple of good last games. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the Panthers might surprise us with not having a great performance, we gotta see. But let's start talking about the Dolphins. Uh, let's talk about Miles Gaskin. Uh, very risky start against a good uh, rushing defense, which is the, the, bank, the, sorry, the Panthers. Mm. If he gets targets, which I'm not really sure he's going to get a lot, he can have a productive day. He might have a touchdown. He almost had one against the Ravens. But yeah, he's a risky start. He's a flex, but not a must-start flex. Kind of risky. Uh, for me, it would be a sit this week. I Again, I understand if you have to start him, but just I don't expect him to go huge. And well, in fantasy, of course, you don't know. So he might have a great game. We don't know. Um, next one we got uh, Jalen Waddle, which is the only wide receiver from this uh, Miami Dolphins offense you can start. I think he's going to have a volume. Mm. Again, I, I think he's in the flex, probably wide receiver two category. Uh, he's been uh, the main option for this offense. Uh, Mike Isiki also has been great. Uh, in terms of targets, and there's not really more in this offense. I mean, uh, Parker's injured, uh, Fuller's injured. We know about this guy. I'm I'm not sure what his situation is, but he hasn't played the whole season. Uh, so yeah, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I would start it. Uh, pretty confident. Uh, not expecting to go huge. Of course, he has the upside, but uh, against a good defense, I would have to. Uh, lower my expectations but he's he's a start of course you gotta start Jalen Waddle uh next one we got Mike Gesicki who I think is also must start because uh, well in the tight end position I don't think you get a lot of options he's a top seven tight end this this week for me so yeah Mike Gesicki you start him uh Cam Newton is also a start considering what we saw uh the the past week he had a huge game and against this defense I mean it has improved but still is one of the worst 
in the league. So we gotta we gotta see about Cam Newton. I think he's in the top twelve, uh, quarterback conversation. I think. So yeah, you can start Cam Newton. Uh, I think he'll have a good game. Looks like it, but we're not sure. Uh, next one, McCaffrey, uh, who is my, after Jonathan Taylor, he's my running back. Uh, well, the best running back I have ranked for this week. Uh, I just think uh, McCaffrey, is McCaffrey, he's a really talented player that is involved in many ways in this offense, in the passing game. Uh, he has a lot of goal line opportunities, even though uh, Cam Newton uh, takes some away, but he, he, he has some. Uh, he's a great rusher as well. So yeah, McCaffrey, top two tight end for me. Uh, you got to start him, of course. That's uh, not into debate, of course. DJ Moore, um, I think the only wide receiver I start. Because Robbie Anderson, it's really hard to trust him. Though he had a decent game up against the Cardinals. I just can't trust this guy. This guy should be in the waivers rest of season. Don't uh, ever start Robbie Anderson. And DJ Moore um, started, but kind of like the same situation as Waddle. Uh, lower your expectations. He had a pretty good week last one. Uh, but I don't see him going uh, huge this week. So I would lower my expectations. He's a must start again. But... I would lower my expectations. Um, and then we got the last match I'll be talking about today, which is the Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, of course, you can follow the next episode where I'll be talking about uh, the rest of the matchups. You don't worry. I'll be talking about them. Uh, we have Daniel Jones as the first player I'll be talking, and he's still rostering about 20% of leagues. I wouldn't feel confident starting him. Uh, he's a, a boomer bust quarterback, most likely to be a bust against a Philadelphia Eagles defense that has been uh, pretty decent. So I don't expect Daniel Jones to have a good game. You should live in your bench if you have him. Saquon Barkley, next player. Um... I think he, we got to see a bit more from Saquon. Uh, how is he involved in this offense after coming back? Uh, he, uh, he's ranked in many places like top 12, even top 10. And honestly, I don't get that hype. I think we still got to see. I still have him like top 15, top 20 in that sort of range. Because we got to see more from him. Uh, for me, he's a risky start. Uh, of course, you you should start Saquon, but he's kind of risky because uh, we haven't seen how is he going to be involved. Uh, he had uh, some targets last weekend, which is good, but didn't have a lot of rushing opportunities. He didn't look that great. So, yeah, we got to see a bit more from Barkley to see how will he be ranked. Uh, in the matchups, in the upcoming matchups, um, I would avoid every single uh, Giants wide receiver or tight end. Yeah, Evan Ingram. Uh, I mean, unless you're desperate and there's literally no one you have, I know you're two tight ends injured, or I don't know, you can start him, but 
he is too risky uh, for me. He he won't be that. He won't be great. I don't think so. Uh, Kenny Goldie. You no, know, hasn't been the main target at some as some people, uh, clearly uh stated and. Uh, I I was always concerned because he's he has many competition there, and even though Goldie is by far the most talented wide receiver there, uh, I don't see why he would uh steal so many targets when he has never been a target guy. You know, he's been a very a deep zone threat and a like red zone threat more than a volume guy. And so yeah, can he go this seat? There is Leighton is a seat. Kadarius Tony is a seat. Uh I would that would be like if I had to start someone from this from this offense, a wide receiver from the Giants, it would be him considering he had a lot of targets last game, but hard to trust him. Uh he could end up the game with two receptions or something like that. So yeah, avoid every single Giants wide receiver. Probably rest of season, not just this game. Uh then we got the uh the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts as a must start, of course. Uh who hasn't thrown a lot of the ball. Uh he is averaging I'm not sure if uh probably less than two hundred yards per game. Uh, well, he has been really, really important uh, running the ball. Uh, he's, he's had a lot of rushing touchdowns recently. So Jalen Hurts, of course, a must start. A top 10 uh, quarterback this week. Uh, here's a player that I'm a bit excited about, which is Miles Sanders with the injury from Jordan Howard. I expect Miles Sanders to get Basically, all the carries in a team that uh, runs a lot the ball. Because uh, when well, my son, while Sanders was healthy, they didn't run the ball at all. Uh, which was something a bit frustrating because Miles Sanders looked great when he was rushing the ball. Uh, he's a great talent, but he wasn't getting the opportunity. Uh, he was even in the drop conversation in fantasy. Then he got injured. Uh, he's back now. So I expect him to, to have a good week. Uh, we still got to see how this offense figures uh, to work with Miles Sanders, but uh, he's a top 20 tie, uh, so a top twenty running back this week, definitely. Um, with wide receivers, um, I think, well, wide receiver and tight ends, I think the only players you can start are definitely uh, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. I think they have some sort of safe floor, but not a lot of upside considering how uh, few times Jelling Hurts throws the ball at this point. So uh, I would be comfortable uh, saying Dallas Goddard is a top 10, 10 in. Uh, definitely he is. And Devonta Smith, he's probably top 25 wide receiver this weekend. Uh, of course, he, uh, Devonta Smith has a lot of touch and upside, a lot of big play upside. Uh, I don't know, I think there might be some risk because, again, uh, 
Hertz is not throwing the ball at all. But when he does, he basically targets Devonta and Goddard. So yeah, those those players you can start them. And that would be it. Uh that's it. Uh for today. This is the first uh, the first part of the podcast. You can listen to the second one tomorrow. Uh, I'll be talking about the rest of matchups. And well, I hope you take care and hope you enjoy the content. See you later.